Welcome to the Making Artists podcast, where artists learn how to stop starving, struggling, and aspiring, and instead, start making. You don't need a fine arts degree, a trust fund, or a more supportive family to be a successful artist. You just need to let your creativity lead you all the way to the top. I am fellow artist and professional certified coach, Nancy Sun, and I teach artists just like you how to make art, money, and an impact without giving up or burning out. Listen to learn how. Good morning, artists. When this episode comes out, it will be November 8th, 2022 which is election day where I am in the United States. So if you are a U.S. citizen like me, listening to this the day it comes out, and you qualify for and are registered as a voter, my public service announcement is please vote today. Use your voice. Express your beliefs at the ballot box. As a coach, I encourage humans to use all the tools in their toolkit, and voting is one such tool. So if you are in the U.S., qualified, but not registered as a voter today, please use this as your opportunity and sign to get registered. It is a privilege to live in a country where you, as a citizen, get a say in how you and all your fellow citizens are governed. And this is a great opportunity to use your privilege to benefit others and yourself. So with that, my PSA is complete. That said... Mild spoiler, this will not be the end of political talk in today's episode. Just like last week, we used your thoughts and my thoughts about skincare as a way to think differently about yourself as an artist and your artistic practice. In this episode, I will be using the political system and specifically today's U.S. political system as a metaphor to talk about the topic of self-belief. So consider this your spoiler alert. Now, talking about self-belief is important because so often what you believe about yourself is the reason why you are or aren't who you want to be, where you want to be, and why you don't have the life you want. And I want to give all of you artists credit for having the awareness that your lack of self-belief is the problem and getting self-belief is the solution. Now, I know this because when I have consults with humans who are interested in coaching together, I always ask them for their best guess at what they think their problem is. And the most common answer I get is... It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And yes, I just totally gave that whole scenario just so I could make a Taylor Swift Midnight's joke. (laughs) So thank you for humoring my off-key singing just to make it. And Antihero is a bop, (laughs) y'all. 
And it's true. So many artists believe they are in their own way. They think they are the obstacle. They are the problem. This is what they believe about themselves. This is how they see themselves instead of the dope ass, fucking amazing, inspiring human their creativity imagines them to be. And I know that their creativity imagines them to be this way because they gift them with juicy ideas and dreams and impulses. And they would only gift these gifts to them because their creativity, their imagination believes in them. And unfortunately, a lot of artists privilege, prioritize, internalize, accept, ultimately swipe right on lack of self-belief instead. So in case you are wondering or you don't think that you have this self-belief problem, I'm just going to share some ways that it might show up in your thoughts. And one is quite literally, I don't believe in myself. However, it can also show up as, you know, I don't trust myself to fill in the blank or I'm not good enough at dot, dot, dot. I am not worthy. I don't deserve. I haven't earned. I have no right. I don't have. I'm too far behind. And one of the most sneaky self-belief thoughts is the sentence, I am too fill in the blank, or I am too much for fill in the blank. So one way this can show up in case you don't understand this too much thought is I work with a lot of actors and as a New Yorker, a lot of people cut their teeth on stage before they transition into TV and film. And these stage actors, whether they have been in long running shows or they've originated roles on stage or they've been in off-Broadway world premieres or long runs, they will have the thought that, oh, I am too much for TV and film. I am too big for the small screen. And this belief is so cemented and so real that they will say it to me as if it were the news. I'm also going to give an example of this sneaky I am to fill in the blank statement from my own life. So I often have the thought, I am like too basic, too normal, too boring, too nerdy, too straight A student to be an artist. And I definitely have a an idea of what it means to be creative or be an artist that has stuck with me since high school. I imagine artists having really 
interesting, asymmetrical, messy, bedridden hair. And they wear a lot of layers. Like in my brain, artists are people who look like young versions of Stevie Nicks. And so I would lack the belief that because I don't look like <laughs> I, a young version of Stevie Nicks, and also I didn't grow up looking that way, that that must mean I am way too ordinary to actually be an artist. And this is reflective of my own lack of self-belief. And I share this with you to just let you know you are not alone. And one of the reasons why I'm a coach and I identify it as a good coach is like, hey, I'm a human too. I'm an expert in these lack of self-belief thoughts because I have lack of self-belief thoughts too. And really my intention from this particular episode is to support all of us letting go of perfectionism when it comes to cultivating this belief instead. Ultimately, I am sharing all of these sentences with you so you can identify which of these lack of belief thoughts you have on shuffle and you play on repeat. And your level of your self-belief is important because ultimately it informs the decisions you make, the actions you take, and how you show up for those actions. And all of those things accumulate into the results you have and the life you have. Now, in coaching, two main ways I help artists with their self-belief is one, changing their mind about themselves. And two, lowering the bar on how much self-belief is necessary. Now, lowering the bar on how much self-belief is necessary is something I already touched on in episode five, playing for the next point, which will be linked in the show notes. And I'm also going to tackle it again from another angle in this episode. I'm going to share why, which is as coach, I don't always tell you anything new that you don't already know. So for instance, I said a lot of my artists who come on these consults already come to the conversation with a level of self-awareness that their lack of self-belief is the problem. But our work together is taking that intellectual idea in their brain and then actually letting it sink all the way in so they really understand what a big problem and what a negative impact it has on their life that is actually going to create them embodying change. And the simple thing I wanna invite you to do in this particular episode that will enable you to change your mind about yourself and lower the bar on your belief is to make the simple decision 
that your current level of belief in yourself is enough. I'm going to say that again. I invite you to decide that the amount of belief you have in yourself is enough. Now, when I'm on a consult with any potential client, any artist, I tell them, I know that they have some level of belief in themselves that got them in conversation with me. And so in this particular episode, I invite you to think you must already have some level of belief in yourself that would have you subscribe to this podcast, listen to this episode, and be resourceful enough to give you these tools and get some coaching ear candy while you are multitasking whatever else it is you are doing in your life. I say this because a lot of unnecessary energy is often expended, even with me as a coach, when people don't let what they're doing, the mindset work they're doing, be enough. I see this all the time. People come because they want number one of the two-part formula, me to support them changing their belief about themselves. And we will do these activities and they will receive coaching and they'll cultivate a lot of evidence for how they do already believe in themselves and they are deserving of receiving this belief. And then what happens is this like, quirky thing where they might do a scan of their emotions, or they might do a scan of their body, or they might do a scan of their mind. And they will uncover some tiny or maybe not so tiny, perhaps even large or major part of themselves that doesn't believe. And then they will basically undo all of the work that we've done, all of the belief that they do have because they discovered this one small percentage or large chunk of their brain, their mind, their body, their emotions that doesn't believe and then say, nope, can't stop, can't do anything else, have to keep on doing the inner work. And that, my artists, is perfectionism. It is belief perfectionism. It is mindset perfectionism. And here's where all of my political system metaphors are going to come in. Because we have a lot of evidence in how the U.S. political system works that you do not need perfect 100% belief to be in charge of government. And I'm giving you this analogy because really what we're talking about is your self-governance. Can you believe in yourself enough to legislate what it is you want to do? And all I mean by legislate is say, plan what you want to do. And do you believe in yourself enough to execute what it is you want to do? Now, I'm going to give you 
two examples in recent political history of U.S. presidents who have become president imperfectly without winning the popular vote, i.e. not even having the majority of people believe that they should be president. So we know that George W. Bush in 2000 lost the popular vote by half a percentage point, and he still got to be in charge of running the United States. We know Donald Trump became the U.S. president, even though he lost the popular vote too, this time by 2.2%. And he still got to be president. So why is this sufficient enough for these two people to run what some might argue one of the most powerful contemporary countries on the globe, but you insist on, I don't even know what the magic number is or percentages besides a hundred that would let you do what it is you want to do. How much belief are you going to demand from yourself? And how much are you going to withhold doing from yourself? What are the dreams you are withholding from yourself? Because you are demanding perfect belief. When we have plenty of evidence, you don't need perfect belief to be who you want to be, do what you want to do. Now, you may want to take out your political science degree, your high school understanding of U.S. government, and we could really get into the weeds of why a president can be president even when they do not have the popular vote. And we can talk about the electoral college, and we can talk about states' rights, and we can go through that entire origin story. But ultimately, we would arrive at the same point, which is once upon a time and still in present day, the people were what created this system of government and continue to execute and implement and perpetuate the system of government. And just like you are the person who can decide whether or not you want to self-govern by popular vote, or if you want to rewrite the rules on what is necessary, what level of belief is necessary for you as a country or as a human, right, to do whatever it is you want to do. So I just want to give you that possibility that just like maybe you unconsciously, subconsciously, or even consciously decided that you needed to 100% believe yourself 24-7 in order to give yourself permission to have the life you want, you can also revise, edit, change what is necessary for you to give yourself permission to be the artist you want, 
create the art you want, have the audience you want, and make money from your art the way that you want to. Otherwise, this is an opportunity for me to bring out my second political metaphor. What you're doing is letting your lack of belief filibuster. So um, what a filibuster is, in the event that you're not familiar with that term in U.S. government, is it is something that a congressperson can do in a legislature, and it is essentially just a prolonged speech whose intent is to delay, obstruct any work from being done in Congress. And now, if I am remembering the conversation that happened earlier in Biden's term correctly, now people don't actually even have to filibuster. They just need to threaten to filibuster. And that is sufficient for a bill not to be discussed. Is someone just needs, needs to say, I plan on filibustering if you bring this to the floor. And then everyone will say, well, okay, in that case, I won't bring it to the floor. And I want to invite you to consider that this is probably what you were doing with your creative dreams. You see that some part of you at some point in the future in your creative process on your journey to making your dreams come true might have something negative to say. They might start talking. They just threaten to say some not nice things to you. And you hear or perceive that threat down the line and you just shut down the entire dream wholesale. And I want to invite you to not do that. Not let any tiny sliver of lack of belief, filibuster, hijack, the entire agenda of your life. Don't let that tiny part of you be the Joe Manchin <laughs> of your political party or be the Susan Collins of your political party. Be the person who makes or breaks your party from getting shit done. And you can probably, you will, I will make sure that you get links to who those political leaders are and who I'm referencing, but essentially they are people that the media has identified as the swing voter in the Democrat or Republican party, respectively, in Congress. And there's a lot of media coverage about what they say and what they think and how they vote because they are the maker or breaker of certain bills getting passed, certain bills getting rewritten, certain bills getting negotiated. And friends, you do not have to abide by a majority rule in your brain or in your life. You get to decide what level of belief is enough for you to do anything it is that you want. So I'm gonna give you an example from my own life. As somebody who has had plenty of opportunities to fold on showing up for my dreams, 
because I experienced a lack or a deprioritization of belief. Now, I remember there was one day where I had, I want to say three auditions. I spent a day in Manhattan running from audition to audition. I felt like a real actor that day, a real working actor, hustling, incredibly proud and feeling incredibly in flow. So high, high, high belief in myself. And then right before my final audition of the day, I exited the subway and a man had taken his laptop bag with his laptop in it and used that bag to hit me and push me out of the, his way on a subway platform. And that was unexpected. It was traumatizing. It was physically hurtful. And that was something that I had to deal with as I was in transit to my final audition. And while it had nothing to do with my acting ability, acting talent, or the audition itself, it really impacted me just on the level of me being a human being. It made me feel like I'm not supposed to be here. I was in the wrong place. I was in this person's way. How could someone treat me this way? What does it mean about my significance? And I understand that I'm making this particular incident and what this stranger did to me incredibly significant as I was in this thought spiral. I see that now in this podcast. But at the time, I just was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I don't have the capacity now to even think about whether or not or how much I believe in myself as an actor. And I believe in myself for to show up for this role and this audition because I'm not feeling emotionally great. But I simply committed to doing the work that I had prepped when I was prepping for this audition and just seeing the audition through. And friends, that ended up being enough belief. The belief that I had that had me prep had me, you know, put on hair and makeup, style my wardrobe, show up for the two auditions prior and for this audition, ended up being enough to book me the job. I would also have you consider that you are not the best person to judge whether or not the level of belief you have is enough. What is really going to be the arbiter is whether or not and you create the result you want. And I want you to consider that you might surprise yourself at how little belief you might need to nudge yourself into the next necessary action that would create the art, practice, audience, life of your dreams that you're actually aiming for. So I'm saying this to give yourself space for magic to happen as opposed to 
only allowing magic to happen when you are in the impossible place of 100% perfect belief and perfect mindset. So I'm hoping that you can learn from our very imperfect political system. Uh, perhaps all political systems and all governments are imperfect. And yet, weirdly, they're still allowed to draw borders, make deals on trade, make decisions that impact people's lives, even when the people that they support are not 100% behind their decisions. And I want you to give yourself just a little bit of the same power and trusting that you actually are aligned. Now, the final political metaphor that I am going to give is the example of Chris Murphy, who is a senator from Connecticut, and his ability to create a bipartisan gun control or gun safety framework recently while he was in term as a senator. Now, we already know per polling that the majority of U.S. citizens actually want some level of gun control or gun safety. And they may even want to increase these measures because of all of the shootings that we see in the U.S. that other countries of the same socioeconomic development do not have. And while we may argue about the level or the parameters or the efficacy of certain measures, Chris Murphy just was, hey, what can we agree on? What can we agree on and legislate? And can we at least do that while we are hammering out, arguing about the other big things. And I want you to consider that this is also a way to practice allowing yourself to have enough belief. Let's not wait for the perfect bill. Let's not expend our energy arguing, convincing, persuading the other side from getting on board with an even higher measure, standard, etc. Something perhaps if you were on the liberal left would consider more perfect. Let's just play for something is better than nothing and then have a conversation later to upgrade, up-level what it is we are setting as a foundation right now. And I want you to take that same belief with you to whatever goal it is you're practicing. What is the thing that you can agree on that you already know per your own popular opinion is something that you want to play for? And why don't we just aim for that right now from enough belief? enough votes, enough voter confidence, as opposed to wait until 
everybody agrees. So an example from my coaching practice is I have a lot of writers who have super yummy, really ambitious dreams about what they want to happen with their writing. They might have dreams about getting their writing published, not only published, but by prestigious publications, publishers, imprints, um, making a certain amount of income, possibly becoming a full-time author. So they not only have dreams of finishing work, but also having that work make them money and be critically acclaimed. And what can happen is until they believe all of that to be true, they might not even let themselves take the first step of just starting any idea and then continuing to write that idea until it's finished, then revising on that idea again and again and again until the next level is required. And sometimes it's just, do you have enough belief to spend any time writing today? And then can we just increase that belief to, can we, to spending time revising what you're writing, putting the finishing polishes on it, pitching it, sending your query out to agents, etc., and just working at it step by step as opposed to you not believing in being a New York Times bestselling author today to stop you in pursuit of this goal entirely. And I bring up this specific example because I have had clients who have had this dream. And by letting their belief be enough is what actually unlocked them from their writer's block sufficient to them actually having a piece of writing, sharing it with other people, submitting it to contests, getting published, then finding ways to get paid and published, and starting to actually create the reality of them becoming a writer by profession. And that's what's possible when you allow yourself to believe in yourself, at whatever capacity you currently are, and then letting it be enough. So I hope that you actually take this lesson with you today. Stop letting yourself, uh, don't stop treating yourself perhaps in a dictatory or an authoritarian way, and let yourself be incredibly radical in how you self-govern. And letting maybe the populist dreams be the ones that run the show as opposed to the should dreams, right? Or the ego dreams of how a government wants to be perceived and ruled be the deciding factor. Thank you for humoring me with all my other ways of attacking this problem of lack of belief. I hope you get value in it. And in the event that you do, feel free to share this with any other artists 
who might benefit from this or might particularly appreciate a political angle on a day like today, election day. Until next time, bye. Thanks for listening to the Making Artists podcast. Ready to start making art, making money, and making an impact? Visit makingartistspodcast.com. That's www.makingartists, plural with an S, podcast.com. Link available in the show notes. You can also stay in touch with me on Instagram. Just follow at the Nancy Sun on IG. I so look forward to the art and the life you make. Until next time.